I think there are lots of different ways to um, to do the sport and just finding what balance works for you. And, and if it's different than the next person, then that's absolutely fine. Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Main and Tail, Karen. Only the best. Only the best. We love Main and Tail. You know, we always talk about all the different horse products that Main and Tail puts out, but you know what? They do have a full line of beauty products for you and me, Karen. They sure do. So, do you have a favorite product that you'd like to use for Main and Tail? I think I would have to say it's the hair strengthener. The hair strengthener. I've yeah. definitely seen that on your beauty counter. I, yeah, I, I love using it. I. I, I tell you what, it, it really has strengthened my hair. I have less uh, split ends, and it's actually, I, I get a little thin in certain areas, and it's actually been growing. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. I love your hair, but I know you've always had, I've always, I know you've always complained about, you know, your, your hair being a little thin, and you're always picking at your split ends and all that stuff. So, and I see you using this, and I do see an improvement. So let's hear all about it, Karen. So it is a daily protective and fortifying leave-in treatment for stronger, healthier hair. Uh, it nourishes and repairs. It provides essential protection to help prevent split ends. Protects hair strands from heat and chemical styling, which I do a lot. I do a lot of that. <laughs> provides additional moisturizing and conditioning protection. It is alcohol-free, and it's safe and gentle for all hair types. That's wonderful. So, like I say, I know you've been using it, and you love it. And we asked the folks over at Tail, hey, can we talk about the, the, the beauty products? Because they are so fantastic. So, uh because the audience, the horses aren't listening, Karen. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the people. So uh, I use the products. You use the products. So we're going to start, you know, mixing in some some of the beauty products mm-hmm. in, uh, along with uh, the horse care line. So uh, check it out at maintentail.com if we want to learn more about the products. And uh, we just got to say thanks again to Main and Tail for all their support over the years. Equiloom, Karen. Equiloom. Yeah, so Equiloom is the world leader in the research and development of lighting solutions that maximize the horse's health, performance, and overall well-being. The Equiloom Stable Lights and Cash Shell Light Masks are game changers for performance horses. By replicating natural sunlight and allowing them to receive the optimum level of biologically effective light, whether they are stabled, out grazing, or traveling to competition, the scientifically developed Equilum lighting products support the horse's body clock, positively influencing mood and behavior while helping to maintain muscle tone, strengthen immunity, and ensure a sleek and shiny coat, Karen. Wow. Do you know who else uses Equilum? Who else, Karen? The USCA Rider of the Year, Liz Halday-Sharp. I love Liz. So she told us about her experience using the products by saying... We used the Equilume Stable Lights and Cashel Light Mask on De Niro in the run-up to Tryon and during our stay there. I have to say, it's the most outstanding he has ever felt on the last day. I think if a horse is getting good light, resting well, and feeling their best, it's only going to help them perform better and feel better. Absolutely. So learn more, Karen, at Equilume.com. Equilume.com. Welcome to the team Triple Crown Feed. Oh, yeah. Triple Crown, big fans of Triple Crown Feed. Um, They have tons of of great products out there, Mm -hmm. premium stuff. Karen, what do you got to say over there? So Triple Crown has 
formulas that are tailored to your horse's unique needs and help support immunity and gut health. Find your local Triple Crown Feed dealer by going to triplecrownfeed.com. Triplecrownfeed.com. That's a little bit of a tongue twister. It Triplecrownfeed.com. They have a great feed locator. They have yes. a great feed com- comparison tool on their website. I encourage everyone to get over there. Check out Triple Crown Feed's website. Check out the different products. Check out what makes them so special. And give them a shot, right, Karen? Oh, yeah. Support the people to support the show. Taylor Harris Insurance Services. There for all equestrians, amateur and the professional. For all types and all breeds. No matter what discipline or level, Taylor Harris is committed to excellence in serving you and protecting the horses you love. Taylor Harris Insurance Services, your worldwide equine insurance specialists. I'm Rob. And I'm Karen. And Rob's super excited about today's guest. I am very, very excited, Karen. Yeah, so... He was a previous guest of ours. Yes, ma'am. Early on. Yes. Episode number 17. Yep. Welcome back to the show, Andrew McConnon. Uh, thank you very much. I'm excited to be back. Andrew, oh. I've, I mentioned this. I did, we did a little compilation thing, Karen, and I mentioned this as a little backstory. Andrew, you are one of the reasons we do this podcast. And I don't know if you remember, we had a conversation at Caroline Martin's about three years ago mm-hmm. in the middle of winter. The coldest week in in, uh, in, in, Ocala. in, in Ocala. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we met each other there. And then about a week later, I gave you a ring and asked if I could talk to you. And I had this crazy idea about maybe doing a podcast. And I said, you know, I, I called you and Eric and Esther. Those are the two mm-hmm. people I called. Yep. And I kind of pitched the idea and said, what do you guys think? And I didn't even know you that well. We just talked a little bit when we met at Caroline's. And, and um, you gave me the green light. And here we are. Three years later. And a few hundred episodes later as well. You guys have done a fantastic job. I was, you're giving me too much credit. I didn't do much, but just cheer you on. And um, I'm glad you decided to do it. And it's, it's been awesome for, for all of us interviewees. (laughs) Well, thank you so much again. But you know what? I mean, it was a night I met you and uh, you know, we had the idea going and I thought, you know, you were, you were such a gentleman when we met you and I was very impressed with you then. And I was like, you know what? Like, Someone like Andrew is exactly the person who we need this show for. Someone who was like you were you were fresh back from Europe at that time. So, um, you know, and I just I appreciate our friendship and uh, I'm just glad that you're back. And I just want to say that publicly, right, Karen? Yeah. We appreciate your friendship, yes, we Andrew. Do. And, uh, and <laughs> well, thanks again. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. So, hey, so where are you coming to us from now? It's been three years since we talked to you. We're uh, or almost three years. Where uh, whereabouts are you? I am in Southern Pines, North Carolina, back to uh, where I left from to go to Europe. Um, so, yeah, we were in Ocala last time, um, and I am in Southern Pines. Is that is that a year-round year, year round home now, Southern Pines? It is. Yep, yep. I'm here year-round um, at the moment, and I, I really enjoy it here. It's been, it's been great to me. Yeah, Southern Pines is a perfect yeah, place because you nice really don't location. have to – you don't have to travel south. It's, you know, it's south enough. It's enough – it's enough. It's right in between. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, perfect. So you, you don't have to all that uh, picking up and moving south every every year. So we got to get there. Yeah, that's exactly right. We got to get there. At one <laughs> time, they say Southern Pines at one time was like where everybody was, and then it kind of got stratified. But um, what a great place. yeah, it did. And I, 
I, I feel like there's more and more uh, coming back to here, actually. Uh, there, there are several people that are looking to purchase farms here, professionals. Um, and I do think that it's going to continue to pick up. Um, it is great year round. It's, it's tempting to do the north south thing um, and, and pack up and move your horses. To be honest, I do love Ocala. I would happily spend January, February there getting going. Um, but I think the horses really do enjoy Southern Pines and, and North Carolina in particular. And um, it's good footing, good weather. You can train all year round. Um, but gosh, I do love to get down to the the palm trees and some of the warmer <laughs> weather in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, yeah, Wolf Audrey, Bobby Costello, Whitney Weston. So you have a lot of, I mean, it's, those are just the name of few. So it's uh, it is a great, yep. great place. We gotta go visit Karen. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we're gonna get down there. We do. We're get back. <laughs> so, Andrew, for our listeners who haven't heard your story, can you just give us a little recap of how you got your start in riding and how you got into eventing? Yeah, absolutely. So initially, um, I actually started out riding western. Um, my my mom always loved horses, and the first horse that she got was a western horse, and so I had a black and white uh, pinto pony. Uh, that I that I did I think until I was six or seven years old, and we did the 4-H fair and um, Jim Connor and went went flying through the woods and uh, really enjoyed that until um, our my barn at home, which was a lesson program, switched over primarily to English, um, and I saw the kids starting to jump some fences and thought, you know what, that looks pretty fun. Um, so I switched over to English, did some hunter jumpers for a little while, um, and then. I met Mark Donovan actually up um, up north. He used to go from Southern Pines up to um, kind of the North Shore and would come up for the summers initially. And I started taking lessons with him while I was in high school. Um, he was the one that introduced me to eventing actually. And after after high school, knowing that college was not in my sights, um, he had sent me an email and said, "Hey, he'd love to have me down to Southern Pines for." a working student position, which I, I couldn't answer that email fast enough and said, absolutely. Um, about two weeks after high school, I packed up and, and went down to, uh, North Carolina. And I've really, besides going to England and a little bit of time in Ocala, that's kind of where I've been. Um, so got a little bit more into eventing, um, through Mark and just went on from there. Yeah, that was awesome. You, uh, you had a great story about how basically what you know, it was episode 17, I think. Is yeah, it was. Yeah, so it we'll, was. we'll link that in too. So people can hear like the long version, but you had a great, a great story about how you basically, when you, when you got the opportunity to go to, to England, you, I mean, you just, you, your commitment to go to England was huge. I mean, it, it, you know, you sold everything and, and headed out there. Can you uh, tell us a little bit who did you work for in England and, and tell us just a little bit about that as well. So I was lucky enough to spend two years in Dorset, which is Southwest England with um, William Fox Pitt. Um, yeah, I, I was kind of in a, a funny position where I had the ride on a friend's horse named Ziggy, who I was doing some advance and four-star shorts with. Um, and he was getting a little bit older, aging out. And I had some younger horses. I had quite a few horses in training and um, teaching adult amateur and kid lessons and things. And it wasn't, it, it was going the right direction, but I couldn't see my career personally progressing as, as quickly or in that direction that I wanted to. So I, I started to think, okay, you know, what, what could get me to where I hope 
that I could be. And um, I had always wanted to go to Europe. Um, to be honest, at that point, I had no idea exactly what that all even even entailed. I know what it meant, I think, um, but I didn't know all the ins and outs of of setting everything up in visas and and dissolving the business and um, making that trip over. But I bit of help from friends and asking lots of questions and and figuring it out trial and error i was able to um to go on over and i i spent the first year in england with william um i was lucky enough to be able to compete some of his horses for his clients and then i i was having a great time i i wanted to come back uh, i i love america and um but i did want to spend another year there and he i was fortunate that they wanted me to stay on for another year so I did so and competed quite a bit more um, before coming back and um, starting up an operation of of sales and uh, competing and teaching some lessons over here wow Karen is that awesome it is awesome that's it the dream that so many people are probably like oh my gosh I wish I did that but you know and sometimes you hear like Oh, you know, you went to go and you worked for William Fox Pitt. And have you ever had anyone say, "Oh, well, you're you're so lucky, so lucky, Andrew"? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have. I mean, it. I think I think everything happens for a reason. I I might have wanted to go a little bit younger, um, but I definitely wouldn't have been as prepared. So I think timing timing is important, and I am lucky that I got to go over. There is a lot of work involved in it. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely was lucky to be there. Yeah. Well, but you know, luck is, you know, I, I always say luck is when opportunity and preparation come together. And, and you know what? A lot of people might say, well, I have a business True. going. I, it's the wrong time. I can't do it. But you know, you did what you had to do. You know, you made some tough decisions to, you know, you even left your dog at home. I mean, like you, you left, you made some hard decisions to go do this, to, to try to further your career. So I, I, um, I always joke around when people say, Oh, you know, you're so lucky you get to do this or that. And it's like, well, you did the work that went into it, you know, and the hard, the hard decisions and putting your life on hold in the States. You know? That is true. Yeah. Yep. That so, is true. And then your, your, your old boss is coming back to the States here for Kentucky. Yeah, that's right. On little fire. One of my favorites, uh, his barn name is Aiden. Um, he's, he's an incredible horse and he, he really showed that at badminton a couple of years ago. Um, but really exciting horse and, um, William, he has a, a soft spot for him and they, they get along really well and it's just as tight. So very exciting to see, uh, how he, how he performs. I think it could go quite well, to be honest. Wow. Are you going to try to make it there or? That's a good question. Um, I, I haven't made any plans to go, um, but it is awfully tempting. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, so that's uh, pretty. Have you ever had anybody like come to you? Like, have you uh, talked to any young people that wanted to go to Europe or anything like that? Has anyone ever come to you here in your story and saying, "Hey, you know, what was it like? How can I do it?" You know, have, has that ever happened? Yeah, that's a good question. I actually I have spoken to quite a few people. Um, I mean, largely thanks to you guys and the interview that you put out. I think quite a few people heard that story, and I have received calls, texts. Uh, messages on social media about the process. Um, one for me personally, one of the hardest things was to secure a visa, um, and I think that's actually become just a little bit more complicated since then. But yeah, the visa was um, 
it's really expensive and it's it's hard to secure. Um, so I've I've had quite a few people reach out to me and try and figure out is that something that they'll be able to navigate. Um, you have to use lawyers and um, all kinds of documents and it has to be filled out very correctly. And it's still, even if you do it all correct, they can still turn you down. So um, that is a stressful and a complicated uh, piece of the puzzle. But yeah, I'll just, you know, even this year, I uh, have quite a few people calling and seeing what, where the pros and cons and what they would have me do. People that I've met before and some people I haven't met. So it's been really nice to try and give some advice to those people. And I, I think if they can make it work, they should absolutely go. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. On a slightly different note, being that this is the catch up interview, now that we're kind of, kind of caught up to where we left off last time, okay. you know, when you started your business, you were a hot horseman on sidelines magazine. <laughs> not long after I interviewed you too. I like to take credit. I don't know. Maybe we put the, we put oh, the spotlight no. on this hot horseman. Tell us about that experience. Oh, I got to no. know. <laughs> And is the waiting oh, list, is God. there a huge waiting list to get a date with you now or what? What's going on here? <laughs> I had no idea that was a thing. Um, absolutely no idea. Somebody had nominated me, um, unbeknownst to me. Um, I did find out who that person was after. Um, but they nominated me and then they, they contacted me about it, um, sent me an email, and I just had... I had no clue what was going on. Um, <laughs> but yes, I, I was included in that issue. Um, yeah, that's funny. I had forgotten about that. Did the Facebook <laughs> friend request jump up after that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, no, they absolutely did not. <laughs> For the record, I've never been approached uh, by Sidelines Magazine or any magazine to be a, a hot man of any sort. So We'll have to nominate uh, you. <laughs> Uh, oh, you guys are great. I'm going to be a cover model of a hot, overaged, or, uh, overweight, middle-aged men oh, magazine. So that, <laughs> I'd fit oh, that demo. <laughs> well, I just got to do that. It's always fun. We, I, you know, anytime someone gets that, I, I, if I can dig that info up, I got to, uh, I got to share it. I got to, I got to just see what it's like to be a hot horseman. So, so, Hey, on a, on a more serious note, what's the, Let's talk about what the current business. Where are we at today? So what's uh, what's changed in the last three years? I know you, you were fresh kind of – we got you not long after you were kind of just got back to the States and kind of back getting traction. Can you tell us about where you're at today and and, and what, what you got going on there? Yeah, I think I had – I think I just had two horses the last time we spoke because, like you said, I, I was recently back. I had brought a horse home with me named Bossa Nova. Um, he's, he moved up, um, he was going training level at the time. Uh, he moved up to intermediate level and then was sold to a unbelievably good young rider, up and coming young rider, um, named Bruce Hill out in California. Um, and he's, he's done a great job with him. He's won tons and again, moved up to, uh, Bruce's first intermediate and they won that as well. So, um, he's, he's moved on and done really well. Um, since then I, I actually started importing and selling quite a few horses. Um, Liz Millick and a friend and client of mine, um, had sent me a couple horses that she had imported and we were able to place them with, with top riders, some, um, several Olympic riders actually. And, and found that to be something I didn't know 
was was a natural path for me. Um, so she she helped me with that, and from there um, we continue to work together. And I've also started, like I said, to import some horses. So I spent uh, 2019. I sold quite a few horses, um, mainly to the West Coast, um, and although I wanted to keep really every single one of them, um, it was the right decision. Uh, to make at the times. So, so that was a lot of 2019 was buying and selling some really fun, really cool horses. And it's been incredible to watch their, their progress and the results. And every weekend there's, there's horses on both sides of the country and, um, several wins. So, so that's a joy. And then, um, last year I took on a couple jumper horses and we, we went to try on to do some jumpers, went down to the world equestrian center, uh, in January this year. Um, and I've been teaching a little bit more this year as well as importing. Um, and then we've been competing quite a bit too. So it's been full steam ahead. Um, I have two, uh, wonderful young ladies that work for me. Um, Natalia Knowles, who's actually a friend of a friend of mine up from Massachusetts. And then we have Olivia Coolidge that you probably know. And she's, um, she's from Kansas. So she's working with us now and she has her horse, Benny here. Um, Natalia has her horse, Lizzie. So we've got a really good group of people um, and just having a blast. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, we know Olivia. Yeah, we know her. Actually, she used to work with our son for <laughs> quite a while, I think. Nice kid. Yeah, good, yeah good that's kid. right. Yeah, she um, I, she actually, I think she found us. We I have a horse named Deluxe Steel, Dean, we call him in the barn, and um, she was enamored by him and she, she came up to us at a horse show and said, I love your horse. And uh, <laughs> a couple months later, she, she was figuring out what to do next. And so she sent us a message. And so it's really, really the horse and Olivia that connected. us. It's great. About that. Yeah, you know, it's fun. funny. People always say, you know, Oh, how do I, ha- you know, how do we get these working student jobs or how do I find something? You know, you go, you go and you, you have the courage and you walk up and yeah. you say hello, you yeah. know, and you, 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 you know, you, you meet people and you see if you click. I think that's that's the key, you know, to getting in these great programs. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I mean, those are the type of people that you want around you, don't you? <laughs> Working for you and with you. Um, yeah, she's she's got a wonderful personality and um, just I, I like really positive, hardworking people around me. I think um, it, that really helps. Everybody pushes each other along. So. Yeah, I think if you're looking for a position, um, again, like myself going over to Williams, I, to be honest, I didn't know that was an even option, but you just gotta, you gotta ask, you gotta step out of your comfort zone and walk up to somebody and say, Hey, how's it going? And, and, um, you know, more often than not, people want to help and there's, there's always work to do, isn't there? Oh yeah, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) So now one other awesome thing, um, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the developmental training list, you're on the USEF 2021 developmental training list. So uh, is this your first time on the training list? Uh, thank you. Yeah, this is the first time that I've been included on a list. Um, been a goal of mine, but um, yeah, it's, it's an incredible program. I think the Futures Team Challenge that happened um, last fall at Plantation Field uh, was was really in, instrumental in that. Um, it's a program where they choose um, four four riders per team. So Eric Devander had a team and Leslie Law had a team. Um, 
and we were on Team Eric. Um, and it's a mock competition, and I think it's a really good program and so that you learn how to interact with your teammates and get team instructions from the coach. And it also provided some extra lessons and uh, course walks and a lot really good education. Um, because of that program, I think that it was a good insight to who I was as a rider and the horses and clients that I had. And so, yeah, this year um, we are on the developing rider list and um, it's just been awesome. That's fantastic. And that's Leslie Law is the coach for that. So can you explain kind of how that works? Like, do you, uh, do you get regular lessons or, or is it groups or how's this working out? Yeah. Leslie is the coach. Um, he obviously is down in Ocala. So there, there's a little bit of a distance in between the two. So, um, he has come up to Stableview, and I met him there, uh, during one of the training sessions and worked with each of my horses over fences and actually all three phases on the flat over fences and cross country. Um, and his insight into the horses is fantastic. As you guys know, um, just a little bit that we've been able to work together. He picks up immediately on, on what the horses do well and, and where we need to improve. Um, on top of that, I, I think it's really nice to have a sounding board to give him a call at any time and say, Hey, I'm thinking about this competition. Um, what do you think the plan for this horse should be and, and working back and forth? So that's been really nice. Additionally, um, we've had access to team training with Peter Wild, which has been pretty exciting going down to Stableview again for that. And he came to the farm that I'm based out of, which is Tallwoods Farm. Um, and he came up and did a training session in the absolute pouring rain. <laughs> it had been very nice weather. Um, and that day it was, 39 degrees and I think it rained a total of two inches throughout the whole day. Oh, wow. Um, and being from Wellington, he was, he was freezing, but he <laughs> stuck it out. And, um, it was really good practice for the Carolina international, which is, which show jumps on grass. So we've had access to that. Um, so yeah, really, really good exposure. That's awesome. I love it. So now how many, how many competition horses do you have of your own versus like sales horses in the barn? So at the moment, I've got a good group of primarily four horses, um, everywhere from six. I have a six, seven, eight, and a nine-year-old actually. Um, so yeah, so they've been they've been great uh, for me. And then I have I try to keep one or two sales horses, but at the moment they they kind of leave quicker than they arrive, which is a great problem to have. Right. So wow. I'm continually looking for for new horses. How about that? Well, that's good. That's yeah. good when you're selling out. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, instead of, it's never good hanging on. To too long, yeah, the horses are going. Just means you have good horses. That's quick, all. Quick, quick. So our son's horse shopping right yeah, now. Yeah, important. The horses are coming and going. Yeah, it's, they it's, are. Uh, it's it's a, it's definitely a uh, it's it's a fast market right now. So mm -hmm. that's awesome. Can you tell us just a little bit more about your horses that you have in the barn right now? Absolutely. Yeah. The my the six year old that I have is owned by Lucia. Um, Strini. It is a six-year-old Epi uh, Caspian. He's a gray gelding. Uh, he's just moved up to the modified level, and he's he's a fantastic horse. Um, one that came from Clayton Fredericks. Um, second horse I have is a seven-year-old. Is Deluxe Steel owned by Jeannie Shigo. 
Um, he just did his first two-star short um, at Carolina International, and he actually came home with the win, which was very exciting. Nice. Um, really proud of him. Had him since he was four years old. Um, owned, like I said, by Genie, but he's been in the barn, and uh, it's been fun watching him go up the levels. So we're headed toward uh, a long two-star and on from there. Um, we've got Ferry's Cello, owned by Genie Shigo. He is nine years old, um, did three-star short at Carolina International, and he's going to be aiming at his second long three-star this year and then uh, moving up to the advanced level. And then I have um, Amer Wakita 54, which was one that Liz Milliken actually found. Um, it was a sales horse, and she she really impressed me. Somebody came to try her, and uh, we took her cross-country schooling, and it was a smaller girl and she, she was kind of holding her a little bit um, in the mouth and the, the mare just kept jumping bigger and bigger and bigger. And I thought, okay, if, if these people don't buy her, then, uh, then I'm going to. And <laughs> I think they thought that was a sales pitch, but I stuck to it. Uh, I, it wasn't a sales pitch. That's exactly what happened. So I purchased her from, from Liz and uh, she's moved up to the intermediate level this year as well. Um, so I've got a good team of horses and looking to add some some owners and uh, some more horses to that string. Wow. That is awesome. Yeah. Wow. Sounds like a nice string. You got a nice long, nice, you know, you got years of, of longevity there. Mm-hmm. Going. That's good. Getting all the, all the different ages. Yeah. I love it. Fantastic. Takes a while to produce them. And so it's, it's really fun to have them in the barn. Yeah. It's yeah. nice to have owners that are letting you keep these, you know, for, 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 for time, you know, to, to get that time to develop them. So that's, that's fantastic. And then you said you also in your business, you, t- you, you, are you, do you say you're doing some training of people too? You're coaching. Yeah, I have been teaching a little bit more um, than I had in the past. I think it's, it's interesting. I've used to years ago before England, I, I feel like I tried to dictate, um, my path or, or life and, and what I, to, to really kind of have a set plan of really what I wanted to do. And I always felt like there was pushback from that. I think that as I've probably gotten older, more mature, I've tried to just go with the flow a little bit more. Um, like I said, when I came back from Ocala, I started to sell more horses. That wasn't something that I thought I did or that I really want to do i i don't necessarily love selling but it came it came pretty naturally horses came to me buyers came um so it's it's just an avenue that i followed and i've really enjoyed it actually learn to learn to love it and learn to follow uh learn to love following the horses as well and with the teaching with covid has changed quite a few things as you can imagine so we're still importing horses and still selling but um I think with people not working, they've been wanting to ride their horses even more. And so I have had quite a few people call for lessons and, um, and I've gone down that path a little bit more. So I enjoy teaching. Um, first and foremost, I think is the, the competition horses um, and then sales and then fill in the gaps with teaching, but got a good group of students um, that really want to want to learn, want to try and get better. Um, so that's been, been fun to do as well. I love it. That's awesome. Very I love cool. It. You gotta, yeah, you gotta go where the, uh, you know, you can't. Sometimes you just, <laughs> like you said, you didn't think you were going to be good at it, or didn't really want to sell horses, but it turns out you're good at it. So, 
Gotta do it. You know, gotta pays do. the bills. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd rather exactly. Yeah. So. Very cool. All right, so Andrew, we're gonna play quick fire questions. Quick fire questions. And this quick fire questions is brought to you by Taylor Harris Insurance Services. And I don't think Andrew we ever did. did this before. I don't think we had quick fire no. questions back when No, no, this, this started after me, but I'm starting to sweat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So five questions. Uh, favorite rider okay. growing up? I think I'd have to say William Fox Pitt coming over to Kentucky and, um, and, uh, Park Lane Hawk helped that mm. quite a bit, but yeah, I, I I always thought William was incredible. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yes, what's he like as a coach? Um, he's he's awesome. I mean, he's the most level-headed, um, consistent attitude individually, individual on and off a horse. Um, yeah, he's he's a great person to emulate, not only as a rider but horseman for sure. Gotcha. Awesome. Sorry, I just... Oh, no, that's a good question. All right. Do you have any... (laughs) So there's six rapid-fire questions. That one does not count. That one doesn't count. Doesn't count. (laughs) We'll go towards your extra credit at the end. That's an extra credit answer. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any good luck rituals or superstitions before you go out cross-country? I don't. I don't have any superstitions. In the past, I've tried to maybe create one... um, just you know people would always say if you go through the start start flags you have to go through the finish flags and um i i maybe tried to do that a couple times and thought uh forget this and the (laughs) the one that i came up with is touching each cross-country jump um but i quickly got away from that as well so no i'm not very superstitious (laughs) um and I, I don't fo- don't follow every routine. Oh, that's funny. It's funny. I've never heard of someone trying to start a superstition. That's, that's healthy. That's yeah. good. <laughs> All right. Do you have a cross country theme song or a pump up song? Oh, I don't. I don't either. But I have this really weird thing that on cross country sometimes a, a song comes into my mind and kind of gets stuck in my head uh, while I'm going cross country. And it's, I've tried to decide really think about it. Is it a nervous habit or is it a um, boredom or, or really what is it? And I, I, I can't think of, I can't figure out a rhyme or reason or a pattern as to why it sometimes happens. But it could be a song that I really enjoy at the time or on the way to the event that I heard on the radio and I'll be cantering down a gallop stretch and all of a sudden the, just start hearing the song and think, okay, this is not the time or place to be doing this. But, uh, but no, no, I, I don't. And then it, it will quickly go away. Um, but, but yeah, no, I, I don't have any sort of pump up song. It doesn't happen in the warm up or, or going to the start box either. So I feel like it's not a, a nervous thing. I'm just maybe going down a gallop lane and think, start thinking of a song and think, come on, pay attention. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. That's funny. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, favorite event to compete at? Uh, might be cheesy, but I have to say the Carolina International. It's local. Um, it's it's fantastic footing. The organization is fan- is also great. Um, the level of judging and, and everything. Um, it is a home event, as I said, but 
um, I really do enjoy it. It's, it's tough competition, I think, as well. So it, it checks all the boxes. Yeah, yeah. That is excellent. It is excellent. a great event. Great event. All right, last question. If you could ride any horse, past, present, or fiction, who would it be? Oh, um, I've been very lucky being at Williams to sit on quite a few really nice horses. Um, uh, like I said earlier, Park Lane Hawk was, was my favorite. I got to ride him, um, which was great. Um, I think Pegasus actually, because it would never have a cross country or a show jumping fault. <laughs> it would just fly over everything and be smooth. I'd say Pegasus. There, there you go. go. That's awesome. Yeah, that's first, a good one. That was awesome. I love Karen. Our first oh, Pegasus. He extra credit again. Extra credit probably again. Score, probably score pretty well on the flat too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, I love it. I love Karen. A plus 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 three pluses. <laughs> well done. Knocked it out of the park. <laughs> I love it, Karen. Yeah. Good answers. Very good answers. Excellent answers. Yes. So, Andrew, do you have any advice for a young rider trying to make it in this sport? Um, yeah, I think I think we've touched on a couple. Um, you guys brought up just just stepping out of your comfort zone, being willing to, if if you want something, whether you think it's achievable or not, just just try. I think go. Um, ask questions. If you're walking cross country, you're not quite sure on a line or a jump or how something rode. Um, a lot of these professionals are very willing to share their advice. Um, I still, you know, I ask people all the time, what studs are you using or, or what do you think about this combination? You can choose to incorporate it, um, or not, but I think don't be afraid to, um, to really reach out and try for what you what you want or what you're hoping to achieve. I think that's really important. Um, and also it can be a really, a really hard, a really tough sport. Um, I think it's important to continue to find the, the joy, not only in the day to day, but also the competitions. And if you feel like you're struggling um, to again, ask for help or feel free, it's okay to take a break to give your horse a day off or yourself a day, day off. Um, I think it's important to take the pressure off sometimes and, and then know when to put that pressure back on. Um, so I think, I think just try and be, um, be mindful of how you're feeling and how the horses are feeling and really respond to that. Because I think sometimes we get a little obsessed or focused on our goals. Um, I think we get a little bit driven and, and sometimes it's okay to, to just take an afternoon off or give your horse an extra day off. So I think those two things are pretty important. That, that, yeah, that's, that's I love that great advice. advice. Great advice. I love that advice. There's so much, so much, so many times we just feel like you just have to grind, grind, grind. And sometimes that grind will grind you down, mm-hmm. you know, and it'll wear you out. So. Excellent. Well, it's, yeah, I think for different people, some people thrive off of that. Um, and there's been quite a few people on the podcast that I've listened to on your podcast that I've listened to that, um, that's that's where they're best and there's it's okay that if if that's not you um i think for a while i tried to have more horses and more clients and teach more lessons and 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 that's well and good but i think i'm really happy with a smaller group of horses and spending a little bit more time that doesn't mean that that's either right or wrong or or better or worse than the next person but i think there are lots of different ways to um to do the sport 
and just finding what balance works for you. And, and if it's different than the next person, then that's absolutely fine. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. And that's why we asked the question because yep. you know what? Everyone has a different perspective and a different little nugget of gold that they can share. It's going to resonate with people. And yep. somebody at home is listening to that and they're saying, oh, thank God. Like, yeah. I got permission to take to, an afternoon yeah. off. You know? Yeah. You know, it's funny. People like, feel like they need permission to do things sometimes. Like, you know, whether it be challenge themselves or, you know, permission to, 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 to try something new. And, and, um, and I think that's important. Mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing that. That's excellent. Excellent. The uh, we'll start winding things down, buddy. The uh, we always like to ask and and uh, about sponsors, supporters. Is there anyone out there that you'd like to kind of shout out that that's kind of behind the program there for you? Yeah, this, this uh, in the last uh, just over six months, I've been fortunate to work with Athletics, which is a a really great um, marketing and branding company um, run by Frankie and. They, they've been able to help me quite a bit with sponsors. That was something that, you know, I, I don't know that I really took my advice that we just talked about, which is really putting yourself out there. I think I'm a little bit more reserved. And um, although I, I put myself out there to go to England, it, just kind of pitching myself to, to sponsors was something that I struggled with, although I felt like I could, could help them. But just, just going out on that limb and, and asking for help. Um, so athletics has been really helpful to me. Um, but yeah, we've since last time, I, I think we had one or two, um, we had for SDA and crypto arrow. And since then we've been lucky enough to welcome, uh, Farnham, which has great leather products, um, flare strips. I was able to be an ambassador this year. And, uh, that's a really great product that I love to use on all my horses. Um, free jump stirrups, uh, they, they keep me in the tack when horses are feeling a little bit wild. Um, <laughs> new feed also <laughs> helping the horses um, really perform at their best. Rad power bikes, which is, they are incredible. Um, yeah, I'm sure you've seen them around the yeah. electric bikes around these events that are helping riders get from one place to another. Um, they really save the miles on our legs. Um, and, you know, I've put, I think I've had it for since the end of January. So all of February, January, uh, February, March. And we have put 112 miles on in just a few events. Wow. Um, so it's incredible, incredible the help that the red power bikes have, have been. Um, Sam Shield, I've, I'm lucky enough to start riding in Sam Shield helmets. Um and total saddle fit for girths, stirrups, and half pads. Um, and then Struck Apparel is a new one that's just um, just getting on board. Um, they're fantastic britches that have re- a really good men's line. Um, the material is incredible. It helps keep clean and, and a bit waterproof. Um, so Struck uh, britches and show shirts. So really looking forward to getting in those. So yeah, cool. Quite a bit of update there. Yeah. yeah man, that's awesome. All good ones, too. Well, all well-deserved. You're a wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful ambassador to, you know, for all those brands. You're you're, you're a great guy, and you'll never you'll never let them down for sure. Struck, really nice yeah, stuff. Yeah, that is good stuff, yes. So that, they do have a nice men's line, and, yep. and, and they're, they're a quality, quality brand, so mm-hmm. that's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's a, good, it's a good one. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, and that's awesome. Athletics, great people over there. Thanks to Frankie. Actually, they kind of um, – they always ring us up when they get clients on that stuff. And, you know, we've been friends with you since before then, but always, uh, 
I'd like to give those guys a shout out. So thanks athletics for always, uh, helping line us up good guests. So, um, well, I guess they work, they work so hard. Oh yeah. Yeah, They do. They work so hard. The, the whole team there, you know, they, um, they work really hard all hours. I, I've sent them messages in the middle of the night and they, <laughs> they put up with quite a bit there. I just, I appreciate all the time that they've spent. So yeah. If, if anyone's looking for like myself that, you know, you're just a, a bit busy with the daily schedule and, and need some help. They, um, they're, they're a really good team of people that help. Yeah. And, and they've been, uh, you know, recently we started at the beginning of the year, we started MLE news. Mm-hmm. So Frankie came on board to kind of help spell Karen a little bit and read the news every so often. Yeah, she does a great job. She does a great job. So Frankie, when, you know, Karen and Frankie, they're kind of just splitting weeks here and there, just however it all works out. No, no real primary reason, but, uh, check out the MLE news and you can hear my lovely bride and Frankie read the news, which is pretty fun. Well, it's like a little six or seven minute update thing. So, uh, check that out. So. Being that we're talking about athletics and Frankie, mm-hmm. so oh boy, so enough nice. of that pitch. Uh, so hey, just uh, as we wind things down, it sounds like you have a lot going on there. Um, how do people follow along, and how would people find when you do have sales horses and all that? And how do people find find you and and see what you have going? Uh, two main ways are Facebook, McConnell um, Eventing, and then Instagram is Andrew S. McConnell. Um, so those are the two, two main ways. I do have a website, um, um, and we do update that with sales horses, but I think, I think the best and quickest way is Instagram and, uh, Facebook. Yeah, I think that's probably, yeah, I think most of yeah. what people are doing anymore. Mm-hmm. Pretty standard. Yeah. So we'll link up the Facebook and the website and, and, and uh, Instagram and the Instagram and then also the, the episode 17. So yes. for, for people who want to get a little bit more into, you know, the, the first interview, which we kind of referenced a lot here, you'll hear a little bit more about the, the, the amazing story of, of, of Andrew, you know, making the decision and everything that you did to, 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 to make your trip over to, to Europe. So um, we'll link that in there too. So people can check that out. Cause some people don't know this, but all of our shows are always free and they're all out there. So people can always go back and listen to episodes of, of their favorite writers that we've done. So like I said, uh, Andrew mentioned, like we did, we're on our like 200 total podcasts we've ever put out. So, and probably about wow. 170 wow. of those are interviews. So, pretty impressive. We owe it all to you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not in the slightest. But, um, but you know, we, we talked about people need permission. Of, and, you know, I was coming to you and like Erica kind of for permission, you know, kind of some people to say, yeah, that's not a crazy idea, you know? And, uh, you know, so even, I mean, we're all, uh, you know, you, you kind of gave that green light that said, yeah, I think the writers could use what you guys are doing. And, and I, and I appreciate that. So without, without your, your enthusiasm, it might've, uh, we might not be talking right now. No. <laughs> well, I think it's important to surround yourself with good people. Um, that's what I've been able to do with the two girls that work for me and, um, and just, yeah, anyone, coaches and things and athletics and anyone that really kind of boosts you up and pushes you forward, I think that's an important person to have in your life. And you guys have been helpful to me too, so I, I appreciate all that you've done. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, hopefully soon we'll get back and uh, we'll be seeing you at the shows in person again. We've been kind of laying low. We haven't really traveled much at all. And um, 
I think the last time we saw you in person was when we were in Virginia, Virginia Horse Trials, yeah, and we were, we were running around yep. getting selfies with all of our former <laughs> guests. And that was the last time we got to catch up. That's right. Maybe yeah, that's right. It's been a while. Maybe been too see long. see if I can track that down and make that our, our this episode. There you go. Picture, <laughs> our selfie with you from Virginia. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So awesome, buddy. Well, Karen, was this fantastic? This was great. Andrew, was thank great. you so much again for joining us. This was a treat. And just uh, you're, you're always a gentleman. And we just can't thank you enough for joining us again for this update. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please like Major League Venting on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And join our community, Major League Venters, on Facebook. Cheers. Cheers.